Hello and welcome to Giant Spotlight. My name is Seth Tolleson, host of Giant Spotlight. Thank you for listening wherever you get your podcast today. We are going to talk about the Giants and they split the series with the Reds as one more floor is red hot. The Giants continue to have injuries pile up and will Otani even be traded come the deadline? All of this in a minute. All right, so the Giants, they split the series with the Reds. And what was an important series for the Giants? I mean, they came into the series with a sweep of the Pirates and did pretty well over there. And they came into the series against a team that's looking like a playoff team, although they might not make it to the playoffs. They are a team that is set up for the future, considering that the Reds have a lot of young talent. And I mean, like they, similar to the Giants, they have a ton of young, good talent. And the Giants, you know, they I think they compete for whoever leads the league in RBIs by rookies. The the Reds, by no doubt, are an excellent team to play. And they've they've come up out of nowhere, you know. People weren't expecting this from the Reds. But Ellie De La Cruz has really I mean, and other rookies, not just him, it's been the whole team, but him specifically has really been electric for the team and it's powered them to some wins. And I mean, well we can talk about Wednesday's game where they lost two to three. And a little bit of a tough matchup here because the Giants, they had come into that that game winning off of a ton of offense, and the pitching was not able to sustain it. But, I mean, in this game, we had Stripling pitching. He pitched six innings, and he gave up three home runs, or not three home runs, sorry, three earned runs, I think all off of a home run. I'm not completely sure if that's true. Yeah, it was all off of one home run. And... That, that let them be up 3-0, and they kind of held on to those runs the whole game, and the Giants weren't able to fully come back. They came back to 2-3, to three, and the Giants weren't able to pull through with a win. And this was a, this was a good example because Ross Stripling did not do bad. He gave up four hits in the six innings pitch. He only gave up three runs off that one home run, although that home run kind of was the difference in the game. He had done pretty well in this game, and I think eliminating the home run ball is something that he needs to work on because his home runs per nine innings is just, you know, it's over the average. It's not what you want to see from a pitcher, and it's it's kind of concerning considering that the Giants are a playoff team, and if they go in the playoffs, the third pitcher in the rotation is Ross Stripling, and I don't know if I'm too confident about that for this team. I mean, you have, you have Webb and Cobb, and Cobb had a struggling game on the – the last game of the series where they won five to one, the Giants offense really went quiet as well. It was not it was not a good sight for this Giants team. They really went silent and they were not able to put up any runs until the ninth inning where Wilmer Flores had another home run. I mean, this guy's just been on fire. It's been insane to watch. But man oh man, was it was it interesting because the Giants went into that next game and had only gotten two hits in total, one by Matos. On a, on a play that was pretty interesting. Uh, it was a little bit... I, I was questioning the third base coach on this decision to send Flores home. Flores got walked, and he was on first. And Matos ended up hitting a double over the left fielder's head uh, towards the gap, and he was running it in, and they decided to send Wilmer Flores, who's historically known for zero speed. I mean, he doesn't have the speed that Matos or the rookies have. In fact, he's probably one of the slowest people on the Giants team. 
and they decided to send him. I don't know if it was a last-ditch effort. I'm not sure too much about that, but they sent him in, and this wouldn't have made a difference on the game in any way, but they sent him, and he ended up just he ended up getting thrown out by a mile because the cutoff man was Ellie De La Cruz with an arm that's able to throw like 100 miles an hour across the diamond by just spinning and throwing, which is just insane to think about. But they ran him in, and he got tagged out, and the game ended up being a 1-5 to game. Cobb had just given up a lot of runs. He given up all five of the runs and four and one-third innings pitched and gave up a home run. It's just not like Cobb to do that. Cobb has been very efficient for the Giants and has put the ball on the floor a lot, but this is not what happened in this game. And Some hits were bloop singles, but other ones were just line drives or home runs even, and that kind of set the difference apart the Giants in this series, which ended up making them split, which is not the worst outcome. You could have lost the series, and that would have been way worse for this Giants team considering where everyone's at in the standings, but nothing has changed. Those Giants are still in second, but they do need to maintain that as they go to play the Nationals today. They do play the Nationals. They're in Washington continuing this road trip, and as you know, as people have probably said, this road trip is important. It's what's going to set them apart in the league and keep them in the standings like they want to be. But anyways, I mean, apart from all of that, it was a it was a good series overall. But the last two games, the Giants offense had just fallen flat, not able to get much done. But as I said, the Giants injuries have continued to pile up. And that's something we're seeing all too common. And this has hurt this team. It has made it really hard for them to kind of continue to to play at a level that they need to be playing at. And they've played they've played phenomenal ball with how many people are missing. It's it's very interesting that they're doing so well without the the people that they need. I mean Lamont Wade kind of got scratched. I forgot what it was, if it was back tightness or something. But that was uh that was another big part for this Giants team that's missing and he's a great leadoff man. He has a great on base percentage and he's been able to get on base like a ton. And I mean, a ton, it's been able to be very helpful for the giants when they're in a tough spot and you get a leadoff walk by Wilmer Flores. And it just really helps that team. I think that they need to be able to get healthy. They need to stay healthy. And right now what we're looking at is a giants team that's missing a lot of people. You're missing a ton of guys. And Lamont Wade, he's out. I think he has a left hamstring cramp. And he was out for the lineup for the second day. And we'll see if he comes back with the Nationals in that series. We'll see what happens. J.D. Davis has a stomach virus. I actually didn't even know about this till now and has not been able to play. And Brandon Crawford had knee inflammation and was placed on the 10-day IL. David VR got called up from Sacramento to fill the spot. And, you know... I was kind of interested. Why not try out Fitzgerald? I get it. Maybe they wanted somebody who's been out there before, but VR has not done too well for the Giants and has struggled in the majors and hitting. When he goes down the minors, he does pretty well and has been able to hit for power. But when he comes up to the major leagues, I don't think he's caught on the major league pitching yet, and he has not hit as well for the Giants. So you're filling another spot with a younger guy for this team. So, yeah, you have them out. You have Luke Jackson out, who's a – has a low back strain. He'll be back in July, probably in the later July. And he was a good part for the bullpen that we really needed. He's a veteran bullpen pitcher who's been very effective for other teams. 
Brebia has a lat strain, and I mean, it's kind of unexpected. Expected return is the second half of the season, but we are not sure when that is. That could be any time. And Tyler Estrada still has the left-hand fracture where he'll come back in August. There's others that are on this list that are, of course, in the injured list. But those guys, you know, those are guys that you would really like to be able to have back for this team, especially considering, you know, they, they aren't at their full strength. And JD, people like J.D. Davis and Lamont Wade are guys who are very big contributors to the offense. Davis, although Davis has come to a slowdown and has been – there's been a lot of swing and miss at balls in the zone. He's kind of been swinging through balls in the zone. I feel like if he would, you know, if he's able to stay in more and able to get it, he will be able to make contact and do a lot of damage. And, you know, of course, Lamont, he's able to lead off very well. He can hit for power. He can get on base and he'll take a big hack of the ball that's in the zone when he gets it. He's very disciplined. That's why he has the high on base that he does. So because he walks, that's why it's a 400 above. Anyways, all about that, that's kind of where the Giants are at with injuries, and they continue to pile up, and it's kind of a question is where are the Giants lying in terms of needs for going into this trade deadline? And that brings up a few things that, you know, you want to talk about. As far as has said that they are actively looking to add an infielder. I mean, there's a lot of starting pitching on the market. There's a lot of that. But he hasn't talked too much about the starting pitching. And we know that there are starting pitching struggles. I at least feel like there are starting pitching struggles and that we need another competitive arm in the rotation to be able to keep up the Giants in a win. I I don't know if I'm too confident about having Stripling in the third spot if you were to go into a playoff game. And that's nothing on Stripling. Stripling has actually kind of, you know, he's brought it together more. And he's I think they're putting a lot of faith in these guys and they show promise. They can definitely reel it in and definitely do a lot better than, you know, maybe what we're seeing. And I definitely believe that with Stripling, he's been very effective in the past for different teams. And I think that the Giants pitching staff has the ability to turn pitchers who we might not have seen be good in the past into, you know, superstar pitching. Cobb made his first all-star appearance with the Giants in 12 years, in his 12-year major league career. And so it's that's a lot to say. And I think they have a confidence in that. But I do feel like there is a need for starting pitching. You might want to go after some guy in the trade deadline to bring him over to keep your team competitively in a game, especially going into a postseason run. If you're going to go into the playoffs, you're going to need that rotation to be stronger than ever. You're going to need that. But Farhan Zaidi says they are looking for an infielder. And that raises the question, like, what? You know, because with Tyro Estrada out until August, I could totally see that a middle infielder and adding some depth would be a good idea. You know, Zaidi says that the young guys have carried a lot of the load, and I agree. They kind of have. Schmidt and Wisely have played up the middle and done a lot of that work. And I think he would like somebody to kind of take the load off of that so that maybe they can focus on some different things instead of having to be in there every day to play the middle infield. So... Wherever that kind of lies, there's people like Tim Anderson, who, who is having a really, really down year for the White Sox and has not been able to reform like he has in the past, which is tough to see. But you could get that for a lower return from that from that White Sox team. You could get him for a lower price. There's people like Tommy Edmond, who you could definitely get and who could definitely add some production in the middle infield, especially considering where the Cardinals are at right now and how they've said that they will sell some guys. And that is a big one. 
you could totally go for Tommy Edmond. I don't know about Brendan Donovan. He's a bit younger, a bit more promise. And I don't know if they're ready to give him up, but you could try to make an attempt at that as well to kind of add, you know, some depth in the middle infield. There's people all around the league that you could definitely go for. I'm not sure where that all kind of lies, but Zaidi has said that an infield trade would be very much ideal for this Giants team to add depth and give them a lot more work. But I will say, Brett Wisely, who's someone who had struggled coming into the coming into the major leagues, he had struggled, he had not hit as well, and he had you know had some difficulties at the plate, has done a lot better at the plate in you know in the series of the Reds. He had walked, he had hit, he had walked, you know, he'd strike out. But he has, I think he has an on-base streak going right now. I'm not completely sure. But Brett Wisely is someone who's, I think, turned it up a little bit. And maybe we could see more of him. He's only 24 years old. Another young, you know, rookie talent coming up for the Giants. It's just, we've seen a lot of rookies. And that's something that's very good for this team. It shows a lot of promise. It shows a lot of future for the team. And I think they're relying on those rookies because they want the athleticism. They want... They want the promise. They want the years from these guys to carry on for the team. And that's something that's very big to Zaidi. He said that in the, you know, before the season even started. That was something that they were going to really add and really work for. And you're seeing a lot of that right now. But yeah, that's where they're at, I think, with starting, not starting pitching. I think that's where they're at with the middle infield. But the starting pitching problem is still there. It doesn't change the fact that there is not much pitching for this middle <laughs> for this middle of the rotation. There's not. And you only have, I think, two starters you can really rely on. Descofani, he's really struggled. I mean, you look at the numbers and they are not pretty. And it's he has not been able to win a game for this Giants team in a bit now. And it's been a very it's it's been a rough season for him. And it was a rough season last season as well. So we're going to see what ends up happening with uh Descofani, but you would like to see him regain his 2021 self you would like to see him get that back so you could have a good third starter but anyways even over all of that I mean we could talk about Otani as well as we're on the trade topic Otani you're not sure what's going to happen with Otani considering the fact that the the Angels did just sweep the Yankees they swept the Yankees and they did they you know they did pretty well and you don't know what's what the what the trade talk is. They're a game over 500 now. They're not out of the wild card race yet. They definitely could get back in that wild card spot. You know, push some teams out. It's a very competitive world over there. It's very competitive. And I'm trying to pull up the. I'm not even trying to. I'm trying to pull up standings, but they aren't happening. But we'll see what happens. And anyways, I mean, the Angels. They might trade him. They might not. There's a lot going on right now. And uh, it's it's a whole question because you have you have Otani who's just this phenomenal player, and no team wants to let go of Otani. No one wants to let go of Otani. Like that would be a bad idea. One for marketing, one for value, like all of the above, really. But the Yankee or the Angels are still out of a wild card spot as of right now. They're about five games back still, even with being a game over five hundred. And you're competing with a lot of tough teams to try to get there. And the thought is, is are they going to keep Otani for these marketing reasons? He's a big player. He had so much talent and production for your team. But you also have to think, they've had him and Trout for a lot, for like I think about five or six years now. I don't think six would be the right number, but about five years now. And they have not been able to make a postseason appearance once. They haven't been able to do it. 
They haven't been able to put all the pieces together and pull through into a spot where they are able to compete. They have not been able to do that. So you have to ask the question is, are they really going to hold on to Otani? And then come off season, you don't even know if he's going to stay on the team because any team could come up and swoop and buy him. I think it would be a lot smarter for this team to trade him and to get a bunch of pieces for their future to build up so that you can have a more competitive team in the future. It's You can't look at them now because you don't even it's not even a guaranteed spot right now considering where they're at in standings. And I think that's why Otani might be traded. He might not. They might hold on to him. Who knows? It, you know, They might not get the offers that they're looking for from these teams, and they might just hold on to him. And, you know, when the when the offseason comes, they're definitely going to try to re-sign him and bring him back to the team. But there will be other teams out there, you know, a.k.a. the Dodgers, that are going to be going for him. And I think the Giants would definitely be going for him in free agency as well because then you don't have to give up any prospects to get him. You can just go and spend the money. And that's very ideal for a lot of teams who are wanting to stay active and wanting to stay young considering that they're going to have guys coming up soon and they don't want to give up those top prospects but it's going to take a lot more to sign him than i think people are thinking you know he's a bit he's a big player and it's going to take some big money to get somebody who gives you the pitching and the hitting like he definitely does so overall i think that's where it's going to be at is it's it's an unknown the teams aren't sure whether they're going to be able to get him or not get him and overall i think that's all we got for Giants Spotlight today. Thank you for listening. And wherever you get your podcast, uh, watch the game tonight. I think it's at 4, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time over at Washington. You know, let's pick up a win. Let's go Giants. Thank you for listening.